This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we recap the start of the winter sports season. We talk to our Bobcats of the week and take a deep dive into the swimming and diving program with head coach Peter Casares. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Cross Country has another All-American. This past Saturday, Alan Summerall finished 31st out of 278 runners and became the 14th All-American men's cross-country runner in Bates history. For more on Summerall's remarkable journey, check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Bates Sports. Men's basketball started their season in style on Saturday with a 79-49 win over Norwich at the Charlie Ryan Classic on the campus of Thomas College. They followed that up with a dominating 86-65 win over Maine Fort Kent on Sunday. The win included a 21-0 run in the second half. Meanwhile, the women's basketball team did drop a pair of games to start the year, losing to Maine Farmington on Friday and nationally ranked University of New England on Saturday. The men's and women's squash teams also started their seasons on the road this past weekend. The men dominated Stanford on Friday, winning 9-0. They dropped a close 5-4 decision to Brown on Saturday before bouncing back to defeat Nescat foe Wesleyan 9-0. Meanwhile, the new-look women's team also beat Wesleyan by a count of 6-3, but lost to Stanford and Brown. The squash season runs all the way through the beginning of March, and head coach Pat Kosker is excited about the potential of both the men's and the new-look women's team. As a coach, it's it's really, in a way, rejuvenating to have such a young team that, that listens and is uh, motivated and driven to, to work hard and improve every day. It's, it's, uh, it's a real dream. It's great. We'll take a much closer look at the squash programs next week on the Bates Bobcast. Now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the Week. Our male Bobcat of the Week is junior Malcolm Delpesh of the men's basketball team. He averaged 13 points and 8 rebounds per game on his way to being named to the All-Classic team this weekend at the Charlie Ryan Classic. He is tied for the NESCAC lead in blocks per game with 3 and is all alone at the top of the rankings with 3.5 steals per game. A defensive force and high flyer from Wilmington, Delaware, Malcolm Delpesh, our male Bobcat of the Week. Two double-digit victories. You had a monster tournament, got All-Classic honoree uh, for your performance over the weekend. So what was really working for you guys out there on the course, particularly for you? Uh, for me, uh, personally, it's something that really worked for me was just like being being aggressive. Uh, I think that's something that our coach like really emphasized, like especially for our first game on Saturday. Uh, the guy, the big in the scouting report, he was like 6'11", 235. So like he told me, our coach told me from the jump that I had a really big assignment. So uh, I definitely just came in with the mindset, like be prepared for like just work my work my butt off. And uh, just be ready to just like not not more so more more beyond just the defensive end, which is like my main focus predominantly. But then like putting work on offensive as well. So I think like being aggressive and not backing down was like sort of just coming in with that mindset was very helpful for me 
and from our performance. Yeah, because you're it's only two games where you're tops in the NESCAC and blocks and, and yeah, steals yeah. and whatnot, yeah, but yeah. also pouring the points, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think like just going and just being doing what everything everything above and beyond like what I could do for, for my team, uh, just like start be, helping like start us off on the right foot. I think it was just very crucial. Uh, Actually, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I mean, because like our coaches told me, like our coaches like it was more like from a defensive standpoint for me, and like so I was, I, I think like definitely with that aggressive mindset that came and come with, I think it just helped me. Just like you know what, I can just do what I, I can do what I need to do. I can't score and not just be a defensive presence. So even, so the blocks which was, was just the blocks and the still were just added bonus. So. Which is really nice. Absolutely. Now, obviously, it's fairly well known, but you have a twin brother on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've been playing with him for years. I mean, have you been on the same team with him just ever since you yeah. started playing basketball? Yeah, we've been playing. We played organized since we've been playing organized basketball. It's we've always been together uh, from AAU ball, uh, high school, middle school. It's been we've always been almost like joined at the hip from that time. We've always played on the same team and stuff like that. So I think that just really helps with the chemistry and everything. And I think it's a lot of fun playing with your with a family member. Uh, that you've been playing with for your whole life, you kind of you kind of uh, can anticipate what each other are going to do and uh, feel really comfortable playing with them, and it's just a lot, it's a lot of fun out there. Absolutely. And then you guys are juniors now, yeah, yeah. but a few years back, you coming from Delaware, what made you decide to come to Bates? Uh, well, honestly, like when I when we first, uh, it's I've always uh, say it's a funny story whenever someone asks me that, but. Uh, when originally when Bates has been sending us uh, mail, like trying to, trying to get us up there, I just like saw Maine, like Maine, it's cold up there, like no, 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 no. And then, but eventually like uh, one of one of uh, my college guidance officer, whose daughter actually goes here this year, her name is Kathleen Martin. Uh, she uh, told us like, you guys should just come, you should make a visit. She loves, she comes up to Bates all the time and that she highly recommends it. And uh, so when we actually, we actually went up to visit, we loved it. Uh, Definitely like the community aspect of the Bates had like totally different than any other school that we had visited up to that point, and also, and obviously the academics was like our was like the biggest thing as well, and so uh, I think that was like the biggest thing, and then of course the NESCAC is like the D1 of D3 basketball, uh, so I think that was just a very just it was just like it wasn't even a question when we eventually visited, and of course we made more than one visit for basketball, but we also visited just to like get a feel of the school academically and socially and all that stuff like that, so I think it was just like we couldn't say no once we. Uh, eventually visited the school. So, now last year, touching on it a little bit, was a breakthrough year for the men's basketball program, yeah. right? First ever NCAA yeah. tournament appearance. Not only yeah. that, a Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last year, I mean, were you even expecting that type of success coming in? Uh, I mean, no. Nah, I mean, I don't <laughs> think anybody really expected that big of a turnaround. And it, I do say turnaround because uh, this year prior, we did was not our not our most uh, exciting season to say the least. Uh, but uh, so like definitely, I mean, we're coming up the Sweet 16 run. I think that was just like uh, it just really empowered us, especially like we realized that we we were undefeated at home. We realized, hey, you know what, we can make a run. Like I know, it, let's let's make this makes make, make uh, the baseball like a winning culture. You know what I'm saying? So I think like that just really just we just encouraged we encouraged uh, ourselves and like we just stuck we stuck to. Uh, we stuck on the path. We never, we never like tried to do too much, or we, we never did too little. And so I think like our coach was like definitely just emphasized like, hey, just keep pushing. Like we were, we were obviously this is like our first time we've ever been this good. We were, we were on the bubble. Uh, once we found that we got into the NCAA tournament, uh, I mean obviously we wanted to get the NASCAR, but once we got into the NCAA tournament, that was just like, hey, you know, like why not us? So I think like that 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 really encapsulated like how our success. Why not us? So and that's something we want to look forward to do to this year as well. Do you feel like you guys have kind of captured the attention and the imagination of this campus? Uh, for like me and my twin. 
well, not the team in general, but you too. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we do uh, definitely like like I said, we, this is like this is a new like newfound success for us. And I think that we're already we're already the underdog. Even with the Sweet Sixteen that we have, we're we're still an underdog. We're people don't mean to expect. Oh, this is just a fluke. And I think that we just gotta it's just more of a reason for us to just like keep to just show like, hey, we are we are the base Chicago guys, and we're gonna be successful, and we're gonna make it make this sort of winning culture. So I think like we, that definitely like sets us apart from maybe like a team like Amherst, who's, who's historically been good or whatever. And uh, so where I think like that definitely puts us under a spotlight a little bit, it puts us a little under pressure, but it's the pressure that we embrace, and we're just ready to just show them that we're ready for this. Well, you touched on specifically, you and Marcus are known as kind of like the, the high flyers, right? The big, the, the dunk artists, if uh, you will, right? Like that, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's, yeah, we've always been pretty athletic, like even from from a young age, and we, can, we were able to dunk like out of, out of basically going into high school. And so like, we've definitely just, been, we're tall, uh, we're, we're tall and athletic, and like, we ran track and everything, did high jump. Uh, so I think like, yeah, this always been the fin of our game. Honestly, with the you've probably seen like the, the Midnight Madness, like, so there was just a lot of fun. And I think like even even I wouldn't even say I'm not I'm, I'm trying to be selfish, but like even a lot of other teams like we have a lot of dunkers on our squad. I think this is probably like one of the most athletic teams that we've ever played on. Like my high school was nowhere near as athletic as these guys are. So I think like we just had like probably like the, I would say that we're probably the most bouncy squad in the whole entire NESCAC, which is like great. It was a great title that I like to have. So absolutely. Last question for you. This year now, yeah. you're two and zero. You you've got you got off to a quick start last year also, but NETSCAC play is looming after the yeah, after yeah, the yeah. first of the year and everything. So what is the coach Coach Furbush emphasizing to you guys about taking the next step even after a great year last year? Uh, one is just like just don't settle. Uh, I know come like it's e I think it's easy to just fall into the trap of hey we got this sweet sixteen this is going to be easy for us but like that's definitely not the case especially if this is like your first your first newfound success so I think like the one just don't settle uh, just always try to push yourselves and then two just like understand that we are we are going to be under pressure teams are going to be looking for us. Uh, Right before we got our game yesterday, our coach was saying like, "Hey, like people, people have been scouting us. They know that we're, they know that we are a good team. They know that we have the talent, and so they are going to be coming after us. So we just got to embrace that and just throw the first punch. So I think like just like just not be, just not settling and understand that we have to like just smell blood and just like keep going. So I think like having that mindset, coach has been really just like uh, steadfast about that, and making sure that well we don't tear, we don't stray from the path and let's follow in his lead. So. All right, Malcolm Del Pesh, our male Bobcat of the Week. And don't forget, fans, their home opener coming up on the 29th yes, is, of yes, November. Thanks so much. Right, thank you. So come out and show support. Our female Bobcat of the Week is junior swimmer Sarah DeHair. The men's and women's swimming and diving programs were the only teams at home this week, and they swept a dual meet with Wesleyan to start their season. DeHair won the 200 free and the 200 backstroke over the weekend and helped Bates win the 200 free relay as well. Sarah DeHair, an All-American, and our female Bobcat of the Week. Last weekend, a very successful opening meet of the year against Wesleyan. You obviously had a great meet with a couple of victories. Uh, describe, I guess, how that meet you know worked for you guys in terms of starting off on, a, on the right foot after a great year last year. Yeah, definitely. Like we started off on the right foot. Um, I think we were really impressed with how people swam, um, particularly because we were so tired. We had a really rough week of training, both in the weight room and also in the pool. Um, so for us to come out there and just um, give it all we had and like come out with a victory was really it was awesome. It was a good start for us. And you're a junior, and last year as a sophomore, All-American in multiple events. I mean, when you first came to Bates, were you anticipating this level of success for yourself? 
Definitely not, uh, to be honest. Not not even like the slightest bit. Um, I was just looking to come here to like have a great um, academic setting um, and also just a great team to work with. And so I was hoping to you know get best times and anything, but I was never expecting um, to qualify for NCAA's the past two years and and do really well both at NESCACs and at NCAA's um, and have a pretty good dual meet season both years. So yeah, it's definitely been a ride for sure, but um, definitely not anything I expected um, coming here. And I am curious, you compete in so many different events. What's the preparation like in terms of how's it similar, how's it different for different events? Yeah, it kind of depends on the day um, and what we're working on. Um, and so sometimes I'll choose to do an IM set, which will help me work, uh, focus on every single stroke that I'm doing. Um, some days it's like we're going to do specialty work, so I'll just focus on backstroke. Some days it's we need like an aerobic set of freestyle. Um, so I'll get to work with that with like both my 100 and 200 free. Um, so it really depends on the set and the day um, and what I need to focus on and um, whether I've had too much of um, focusing on one stroke or too little. Um, so we try to balance it out um, depending on the week and the day. What's your favorite event? I saw 400 <laughs> IM was your most successful last year, but what's your favorite? You know, I don't really have a favorite, to be honest. Um, I wish I did. I, I kind of like just swimming whatever needs to be done. And um, so, yeah, I, I guess I don't really have a favorite. It, it, it also depends on who I'm racing to. So some, some days it might be different depending on um, who's swimming in the lane next to me um, or even just in practice, too. Um, and we have good days and bad days, too. So um, it definitely depends on, on what I'm doing. Now, Coach Casares obviously coaches both the men's and the women's team. So how do those teams interact in terms of the practice schedule and everything? Um, so we actually split endurance and strength um, instead of men and women, except for Saturday morning. So um, I'll definitely be in and swimming with the men um, in my lane, and it kind of depends on the day, what we do, what set people choose to do. Um, and sometimes we're also all just have one team practice. That probably happens about once every two weeks, um, which is, I think, great um, in terms of like the social aspect of the team and to get to know everyone um, and to just have different faces to swim with, too. So you're a junior, but take us back to when you were first deciding on colleges. What made you decide Bates was going to be the right fit? Um, well, I wanted a small school in like the New England area, which was like within driving distance of my home. Um, and so Bates and a bunch of the other NESCACs around here um, were definitely like a good fit. And I also wanted a school that had a good, um, uh, I guess, like swim team program. I think like when I started here, it was definitely kind of like emerging into like its success. Um, and so I definitely wanted to be a part of that, but I also wanted a school that um, had a really good academic reputation um, and something that I can do with my life after swimming and after college. Um, so I thought it was a really good fit. You're from Massachusetts. I know Williams is the powerhouse in the NESCAC. Yeah, uh, did yeah. you ever look at them? Um, I actually, so my mom was went to Williams, and so I, I had like looked at the school, and it just it wasn't really my favorite, um, just in terms of it being kind of really isolated from um I guess like a, a big community and um, I don't know I think there was a lot more to offer around here than Williams um, and uh, I know Custer had sent me like an email or two once but I, I, nothing had really come of it so it wasn't definitely it wasn't on my radar at the time so yeah. And then Coach Casares what's he like as a coach? He's, he's interesting I really like him though he, he's really quirky which I think is um, different from a lot of swim coaches um, and he has so many different ideas, and so sometimes it's really hard to grapple with him and understand where he's coming from, but he's a, he's one of the most caring people I've ever met in my entire life, um, and he wants you to be successful in every sense um, of your career here at Bates and also past college, too. And so I think that that's a really awesome quality and something that you don't find very often. And so um, he's a great swim coach, but he's also just a really great person, which I think the combination of the two just makes him an 
an overall like amazing human being. This is a winter sport. You are indoors, but the water necessarily <laughs> not that warm, right? Yeah. I mean, so how do you deal with the kind of the cold conditions, just getting to practice at 6 in the morning and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, tr trekking through the snow at 6 a.m. is definitely not my favorite. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a mental mindset of like, okay, I'm up, I'm here. Um, and, you know, if I want to be successful and we want the team to be successful, then, like, you know, we need to get in and we need to do our job and we need to finish practice and um, put the best um, effort we can into what we're doing that day. So, yeah, it's, it's more of a mental thing than anything. But sometimes it is, like, difficult, like, depending on, um, you know, the morning or the day. Sometimes it's a little easier on Tuesday morning than it is on Thursday morning. But you make it work. <laughs> Last question for you. Obviously, last year was the best year ever for the women's swimming program here at Bates. You're, you're a junior. It's just getting started for you somewhat. So yeah. what are some of your personal goals and the goals for the team for this year? Um, I think we want to continue on the path that we were on last year in terms of, like, being the best that we can be. Um, and so I think a lot of times we get really overwhelmed with, you know, the place at NESCACs, the times that we're going. And so I think we want to make sure that we're – putting in a max maximum effort in order to achieve um, anything that's possible, you know? Um, and so I think, you know, for us, it would be great to be second at NESCACs again, but, you know, that's not necessarily the overall goal. It's to do as the best we can at NESCACs, and, you know, whatever happens, happens there. Um, and so I think we're just really looking forward to enjoying each other, enjoying the fact that we're here and we are so fortunate and privileged to be at a place like Bates College and to be able to swim, whereas a lot of people aren't, um, don't have that opportunity or that option to do things like that. And so I think we're just trying to soak that all in um, and do the best we can and be a really good representation of our team and our school um, and also just us as human beings. So, yeah. All right, Sarah DeHare, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Now it's time for our featured interview of the week. Peter Casares has taken the men's and women's swimming and diving programs to the next level during his time as the head coach at Bates. In fact, last year the women finished a program best 11th at Nationals, while the men finished a program best 37th. These are two programs on the rise. And we break it all down with Coach Casares in our featured interview of the week. Coach Casares, obviously the swimming program off to a very good start this year over the weekend. Both the men's and the women's team defeated Wesleyan. What did you see from your squad to start the year, both of them coming off best ever finishes at NESCAC and Nationals? Well, what, I, what I've really seen this year that's been impressive is the work that we've done um, the first three weeks of the season. In the pool and out of the pool, they've really come in and attacked the practices and the lifts um, and just about just about everything we've thrown their way with enthusiasm and excitement and a really good attitude. So we ask a lot of the team each year and knowing that we came off our best season ever last year, um, the work this year is not going to get any easier and they know that. So keeping a good attitude about the time and effort they have to put in um, to achieve at the level they achieved last year is tough. Um, and so we we talk a lot about not worrying about what happened last year, but in the back of their heads, they know that if I'm gonna be faster, I'm gonna to have to do something better and I'm gonna to have to do more of it. So more and better is a common phrase in our, in our, in our program. And uh, that can be tough, especially when you're underwater, um, going through a lot of pain and agony each day. Um, and it's the pain and agony you put yourself through on purpose, so it takes a lot of uh, internal motivation and uh, desire and the ability to be okay with the struggle. 
So you arrived here back in 2007 and have built the program, you know, since then as the head coach, both on the men's and women's side. What are some of the challenges you've run into or some of the successes you're most proud of? I, I think the biggest challenge for us is keeping up with the NESCAC and Division Three swimming overall. There's been a tremendous um, development in swimming over the last five to ten years and I attribute a lot of that to the sharing that goes on and the video that's available out there for everybody to look at and uh, just knowing what other teams are doing across the country right at, the fi right at your fingertips. Uh, our teams know so much now that they have this uh, desire to keep up with everybody and as a coaching staff we have that too. So we know what the other teams are doing and we know it's going to take some work to get there. Um, we know how talented they are, and we know that we're going to have to outwork them because of the talent that exists. So the NESCAC is amazing, um, and we're just trying to keep up um, and then save our best swimming for the end of the year. I think what I'm most proud of, though, is the, the team has continued to improve over the nine years. Um, each year we find a different little victory in the season. Um, some years it's easy, like last year, um, when you have your best ever finishes and you break 30-plus records. Um, other years, it's just fantastic to see each person um, going lifetime best and the team really clicking at the biggest meet of the year. Um, and that's what we're most proud of is that we improve each year. And the other thing is, is that we've kept that tradition of always swimming our best at conferences. And that was well before I was here. Um, it's continued here and our swimmers know inside of them that they're going to get to the big meet and they're going to smile, have fun and go fast. Um, and that big meet is a lot of pressure, so there's a lot of teams that kind of fold underneath that. But Bates swimmers over the years and Bates divers over the years have always done their best at the big meet and respected and, and continued the, tr the tradition that came before them. Um, and so I'm really proud that that has stayed the same throughout the entire uh, nine years here. You mentioned pain and agony a couple times of having to prepare for, for meets. Uh, for people who don't swim, who, who aren't familiar with the program necessarily, what kind of conditioning do these, play, uh, do these swimmers have to go through? Well, they're in the water nine times a week. Um, three mornings, they're hopping in at 6 a.m. Um, and then going for about a 45-minute to an hour lift. Um, and then five afternoons, uh, they're in the water for two hours. And then we have our Saturday meets or practices. Um, so... The sport of swimming and diving is, is tough. It's, uh, it's very individual at times, um, very much by yourself, very lonely, um, but it's also at the collegiate level tremendously team-oriented. Um, and we were really proud last weekend to bring home two NESCAC victories for Bates College because we understand that they do keep score and it is racing and this is important and winning is good. Um, but you have to do a lot of things on your own um, and you have to put yourself in some very uncomfortable situations, whether it's holding your breath or giving it your all or diving into a cold pool at 6 a.m. when there's frost outside on the walkover. So it, it's a mental struggle, um, but it's one that is extremely rewarding. And our swimmers have really bought into working hard. And it doesn't matter if they're swimming a race that's 25 seconds long or one that's 15 minutes long. Uh, they're all putting in the work and really respect each other. Um, and I think that allows you to embrace that struggle a little bit more when you're faced with those demons underwater trying to figure out what's going on or the demons on the diving board when you're trying to rip a dive that's scary to think about. So our athletes are there for each other, and uh, the struggle and the agony is all worth it in the end. 
Now you're the coach for both the women's and the men's teams, which is always uh, interesting. How how is that balance struck for you in terms of two teams you're coaching? It's a delicate balance. Um, we're always striving to make sure that our men's and women's program are walking stride stride and stride with each other. Um, both extremely competitive, both able to show up to any dual meet or any championship meet um, and give the best swimmers in the meet, in the conference, in the nation a run for their money. Um, no one can take us lightly and that has been important for us to have both teams travel in that direction. Um, men's and women's program are, are different. You've got different kind of personalities and different, uh, and, and different outlooks on things, but in the end, you know, we're looking at 50 to 60 individuals, all of them wanting to improve. And, you know, whether you're coaching one gender or the other, you try to find how that person clicks and what they need to hear and what goes on. And we coach to that. And I'm blessed to have a great coaching staff. I've got the best diving coach in the conference working on the boards and Coach Bartley. Um, and then I've got uh, three awesome assistant coaches, uh, Dustin Carrier, Bill Wallace, um, and our 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 returning all-star assistant coach, Vanessa Williamson. This is her year four. She has just taken off totally head coach material. Um, and, and we all sit there and we know, okay, what ticks? What makes this person tick? How do we get them there? Um, and we try to coach to all the individuals more so than one gender or the other or one team or the other. It can be a lot to juggle at once. Um, and we take different approaches a lot. Um, but between the practices in the afternoon with both teams or the Saturday mornings where we kind of split up the teams um, into men's and women's programs. We kind of cover our bases every single week um, on purpose um, and with a plan. And that pays off for you at the end of the year. And then we all know, obviously, swimming, the fastest player, the fastest, the fastest swimmer wins. <laughs> but diving, it's a little, it is totally different, obviously. What, what makes a great diver? Uh, you know, I wish Coach Bartley was in here right now because he would definitely be able to talk um, more to that. As a swimming coach who watches diving closely and knows it's an extremely important part of our meets, two very important events, you know, the best divers do win. Um, the scores that are given to them um, reflect that each, each week. Um, but I think when it comes down to um, the best divers, it's, it's repetition, it's practice, it's um, doing the fundamentals really well on the board, getting their board work down and having their takeoffs be in, in the perfect way so that they have a chance to rip the dive at the end because you just can't do a great dive if you don't start it out correctly. And we see those that have given themselves to the fundamentals really succeed. We've seen those that have given themselves over to the weight program and the conditioning that takes place before and after practices um, really do well. And those that are willing to take risks and, and trust Coach Bartley have, have really succeeded and improved. Number of returning All-Americans this year. Can you tell us a little bit about each of them? It's a big group on our women's side. Um, we brought eight to Nationals last year, and all eight of them are coming back. Um, we do have uh, several seniors uh, this year coming back um, with national-level experience and then some, some juniors that have – um, really put us on the map and Julia Smacklow and Sarah DeHare um, really coming in here freshman year and setting a tone. Um, below them, just some tremendous athletes um, that have taken advantage of some of the great talent that exists in this pool and gone along for the ride and improved tremendously. Um, Logan McGill is, is a force to be reckoned with in this conference and in the nation. 
Um, and, and then we have a string of other great athletes. Caroline Depew is a fantastic captain and leader um, who's been there now and for two years. Um, Lindsay Prelgovisk, obviously um, extremely talented, just came out in our first meet and did really well. Nell Hood has so, shown so much promise and great attitude. Annabelle Carter is raw but extremely fast. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out, but my gosh, the women's program has the talent and the right attitude and a lot of people waiting in the wings to take their shot at being at the top of the NESCAC and getting invited to that national level. On the men's side, we brought back two out of our four, um, and Riley Ewing and Teddy, Teddy Pender. And both of them I've been working closely with this year are just killing it in the practice and doing a great job. Um, behind them, we have a whole host of guys that have the talent to compete at the national level. And if things really go well and uh, we get swept up in another great NESCAC meet, we should be able to, to really give it a go at bringing another full men's squad or a relay not really a full squad, but a relay, and then maybe some more off to that national meet and continuing what we accomplished last year. Um, great leaders in Josh Rines and Ben Summers as our captains, and uh, it's just exciting. They've got a great attitude, and they're hungry, so I'm really excited. Back to the women's side a little bit here. Second in NESCAC last year behind Williams. Williams, we were talking off air a little bit about how they've won the NESCAC every year since NESCAC existed except for once. Uh, first of all, have you studied their program and what makes them so elite and what will it take for Bates, who got second last year, to possibly overtake them at some point? We've, we've watched closely, to be honest. Uh, some of my swimmers will joke with me because whenever there's a big meet, I try to sit right next to Williams and make sure our – our men's and women's program um, sees what the best in the conference are doing. And, you know, hopefully they realize that we're not too different. Well, we've gone on training trips and swam against uh, Williams while we're down there, um, seen them for an afternoon and, and competed together and trained together. It's been good. What they do really well is they're very team focused. Um, they're very well trained. They swim some monster practices and sets. They're in great shape. They're extremely talented. Coach Custer does an awesome job of recruiting. Um, and they really care about swimming for Williams first and foremost, and that's impressive. We've always, we've always found that when their teammates need them, they're up and, and doing it, and that's been my philosophy since day one is build a big team that swims for Bates um, and have our depth pay off and have more people in the events than other teams, not necessarily always having to have the winners, um, but sometimes when you've got five in the conference meet in a certain event and another team's got three, you're going to just outscore them, and that's the way to go. So we found comfort and success in numbers, um, and that's kind of the goal going forward is we may not get the talent that Williams has, but we're going to try to get a lot of people that want to improve um, a ton. And then if we have the right depth and the right classes keep coming in and the right hard work and dedication, um, that gap will shrink um, and it's tough. You can't control wins or losses, really. It's, they're in the water. They're in the lane by themselves, and uh, you've got to do your best, and, and that's all you have control over. Um, but we do want to make sure that sooner rather than later, Williams has to fight for their life to beat us, and that's where we want to be is win or lose. They have to be their best if they're going to be better than us, and uh, that's coming. Uh, it might take some time, but that's the trajectory. Um, for both programs, and we're excited about the direction we're going, and we know we're coming. Now, obviously, the NESCACs is the biggest meet. We've discussed that. You do have, obviously, a number of meets before then, though, including one uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after that. Tell us a little about this upcoming meet. 
Uh, we're going to head down to Bowdoin for what they're calling the the main invite this year. Um, it's a new meet. It's Bowdoin, Colby, Bates, uh, and University of Maine. So uh, Coach Burnham at Bowdoin has tried to get all the best programs. He's opened up the door to every program in the state of Maine. Um, but we want to go down there and swim fast. And we're going to try something new this year. We're going to put our swimmers in, in their in their fast suits um, instead of just their dual meet suits. Um, take last year's very expensive suit that that has been used and and loved and swim fast in and put it on again um, before we get to the conference meet in February and get out our brand new one. Um, so putting on those suits is fun. You swim fast with those suits on and we're going to try to make some waves and go fast and see if we can go into that meet and turn some heads um, and really just set ourselves up with confidence going into the second semester. Because uh, after that meet, We'll swim Trinity, hit exams, and then it's uh, our training trip in Florida before the real fun starts in January. You mentioned a fast suit as opposed to a normal dual meet suit. What are the differences, and, and why not the fast suit all the time? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, one of our truths of our program is you always leave your fastest swimming for February. Um, and... The suits are expensive, so that's pretty much the bottom line. You know, it's a $250 suit that is a different material. For the men, instead of a brief, it's a jammer down to their knees. Um, for the women, they can wear the knees to the shoulders also. Um, so we, we race in a Lycra suit on the weekends usually um, that is more affordable and fast, uh, allows you to go fast, allows you to be good. But we save the big, fast, expensive suit, not the big suit, but the, the faster, more technologically savvy suit um, for conferences and nationals um, and you bring out last year's suit for a thing like the Bowden invite um, just to get you to feel that speed as you said you know why not do it every weekend well we don't have the, the budget to put on the fast suit every weekend and think that suit's going to be great at the end of the year um, so we'll take out last year's and feel that speed in December and then save it again for February when, when you really are trying to make those national cuts against the best in the conference. And it's always good to make a statement against some of your rivals, right? <laughs> it, it is, you know, it's, this is, uh, a tremendous state to be swimming in. We have a great relationship with Bowdoin Colby and University of Maine. And I think we really respect each other and we go into those meets and we just love to see some great racing. Um, we know our teams are going to be a little bit beat up. Um, it's a tough week of school um, leading into that meet. Um, exams are right around the corner. Um, practices are going to be really hard. But you go there and you, you give it your all and you see what you've got. Um, and you take stock of where you're at. It's a little bit of a litmus test to see what needs to be worked on and, and where we're at. But um, making a statement um, is fun um, when it works out well for you. And... Uh, like I said, if we're in a position through the fall training and the in the first three, four weeks of the season to swim fast, we'll see it that weekend with the suits on and, and the competition that's there. Um, and that's great practice for um, when the pressure rolls around again in February against the NESCAC conference. All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time. We're looking forward to another great year. You bet. This should be a great winter for Bates uh, Athletics, and we hope to be a part of it. Next time on the Bates Bobcast. We'll tell you how the men's and women's basketball teams fared in their final games before the Thanksgiving break and in their respective home openers, which are set for the 29th of November. We'll also introduce you to our amazing squash programs. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my